Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC Studios, it's Brian Lehrer, a daily politics podcast. It's Tuesday, September 27th. Abortion rights as an issue in the mostly red state of Kentucky. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's home state, of course, where a very tough trigger law took effect after Roe was reversed this summer, but where courts overruled part of that and where abortion rights are now on the ballot for the people to decide directly. Kentucky is being watched as a red state bellwether in this election. Here to discuss the Kentucky referendum and its national context are Al Cross, director of the Institute for Rural Journalism at the University of Kentucky's Journalism School, also a political columnist, uh, and Caroline Kitchener, national politics reporter covering abortion as an issue for The Washington Post. Caroline and Al, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks for coming on WNYC. Glad to be with you. Thanks for having us. Al, what was the state of abortion rights in Kentucky before the Supreme Court's Dobbs decision in June, and what changed immediately as a result? Well, the uh, Supreme Court decision uh, enacted uh, a trigger law, uh, which had been uh, passed in anticipation of such a decision, Uh, but then a local judge issued an injunction uh, blocking that law. Uh, Then a uh, court of appeals judge, just one uh, single judge uh, operating under some arcane rules, um, blocked that injunction uh, while the matter was considered by the court of appeals. It was taken directly to the state Supreme Court, which uh, in a uh, rather divided ruling, no true majority, uh, upheld uh, the uh, stay of the injunction. So abortion in Kentucky today is illegal uh, except in cases to save the mother's life or to prevent permanent damage to a life-sustaining organ. So we'll get to the referendum, uh, but... Caroline, where does Kentucky fit into the national abortion rights state-by-state picture after Dobbs and Roe? I know you keep track of this in a running article that was updated again yesterday on the Washington Post website. Is there a group of states that were similar to Kentucky right after the ruling or that Kentucky is a part of? There were. um, There are. I think the running count now is 16 states that have banned all or most abortions. So some of those took effect right away, you know, within minutes or hours or days. And some of those took effect, you know, a few months after the fact in August. But now we've really seen that initial wave. There will be more to come, almost certainly, when state legislatures come back for their sessions in January, mostly in January. But Kentucky is is part of that initial wave of states that have cracked down almost immediately. Al, I should have mentioned at the top when I was introducing you that among the things you do, you're the publisher of Kentucky Health News. Um, and I saw on Kentucky Health News that despite the very restrictive abortion access environment that you just described, there were lawsuits resulting in the state courts preserving some abortion rights after Dobbs in Kentucky. Can you describe that uh, 
that legal battle? I think I just did uh, earlier, and they didn't uh, uh, preserve much of anything uh, other than uh, uh, the uh, uh, exception in the trigger law, uh, which uh, allows an abortion to save a woman's life or to uh, uh, prevent uh, uh, damage to a uh, life-sustaining organ. Yeah, I guess I guess I was hearing that as so restrictive that uh, the court it wouldn't be considered siding with. Uh, with abortion rights, but I hear you, that's the context. No, not at all. For yeah. Kentucky. And so did something in that state court ruling lead to this referendum being put on the ballot? No, no not at all. The, uh, the referendum uh, is on a constitutional amendment. Uh, we are not a referendum state, uh, but uh, there was some anticipation by pro-life legislators that there would be a ruling just like the one we got from the lower court judge. So uh, we have uh, an amendment on the ballot, uh, which uh, uh, reads uh, this way. I'll just uh, read it uh, directly Mm -hmm. from the ballot language. Are you in favor of amending the Constitution of Kentucky by creating a new section of the Constitution to be numbered Section 26A to state as follows? To protect human life, nothing in this Constitution shall be construed to secure or protect a right to abortion or require the funding of abortion. This is very similar to the referendum uh, in Kansas that was expected to be close but turned out not to be close. And the person who ran the successful campaign against that amendment in Kansas is now running the campaign against the amendment in Kentucky. Interesting. And we'll talk about those uh, who are campaigning against this amendment that is campaigning to preserve the possibility of abortion rights under the state constitution. But how would you describe the strategy behind the wording of the referendum that you just read? Like, is a taxpayer funding ban in there in the hopes of getting some votes from people who might support basic abortion rights but do not support government funding for them? Uh, Perhaps. I think the the principal strategy in the wording is uh, the phrase, to protect human life. you know, people tend to look at these uh, referendum uh, questions uh, and they want something to hang on to. They want some simple phrase that will uh, help them uh, decide their vote. And I think uh, that's the primary strategy in the wording of the amendment. How red a state is Kentucky? I mean, Mitch McConnell, the Senate minority leader, is from there. That's probably the only thing about Kentucky politics that a lot of people around the country could say uh, from memory. But Kentucky, as you just reminded us, does have a Democratic governor, Andy Bashir. So how would you characterize it in red and blue terms? Oh, it's a red state, but it voted for Bill Clinton twice. It uh, did not vote for Al Gore because it did not see him as being authentically a Southerner. And it has uh, drifted uh, more to the uh, conservative side in the last 20 years. And the fact that we have a Democratic governor is really an anomaly. Uh, the Republican governor preceding him uh, made so many enemies, made so many people mad that uh, uh, he was voted out by a narrow margin. Uh, Bashir is up for re-election. And uh, uh, this uh, issue uh, is one that the Republicans think they can use against him. Uh, but at this point, uh, he's using uh, what uh, he would call their uh, extreme uh, proposal against them. Let's take a phone call from Joseph in Newburgh, New York, who used to live in Kentucky. Joseph, you're on WNYC. Thanks for calling in. Uh, Brian, uh, this is my second time. I, you, I'm honored to you taking my phone call. 
Uh, your guest from Kentucky knows Kentucky used to be blue before President Obama being elected. And then the Tea Party took over the whole legislation, and now we consider being red. Kentucky has been blue because we are close to Ohio. Uh, people like their freedom. They don't want to be government control. Uh, uh, we have gerrymandering. That is in the Republicans are in charge. This amendment will fail. And uh, the, the selection of a Democrat governor should tell the people Kentucky is not true red. The problem with the people that are running from Democratic Party, for example, the minority leader of Senate can be rejected if the last person would go to the coal miner that they didn't get paid for nine months. Nine months. And his uh, wife, family, and Russian group own those coal mines. But the problem with Democrats in Kentucky, and this is my family is involved in politics up there, is uh-huh. they don't want to go head-to-head with these people. If somebody would have gone and said, what is a minority leader of Senate when the coal miners in Kentucky didn't get paid for nine yes. months? Your guest from Kentucky can say that. I'm going to leave it with your guest, but Thank your you. guest has been around for a long time, and he can say that the state used to be very, very blue. Joseph, thank, 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 you. thank you very much. So, when, of course, when he talks about <laughs> the Senate minority, he's talking about Mitch McConnell would have gotten uh, perhaps kicked out of office by the voters if they knew it was going on with the coal miners. But can you fact check that? Uh, that was just one coal company, and that wouldn't have made any difference when it came to Mitch McConnell's election. This has never been a very blue state, but uh, it was a Democratic state for a long time. Uh, in 19, uh, I'm sorry, 2003, uh, when a Republican governor was elected, it was the state that had gone the longest without a Republican governor. And there were some sort of political accidents along the way that helped that. But uh, essentially, we are a socially conservative state. And that is what has uh, driven the state uh, farther to the right as uh, uh, social issues uh, become uh, more defining of our politics. So let me ask both of you this question. Comparing Kentucky and Kansas, because the national media were reporting before the referendum there, oh, Kansas is such a red state, and the wording of the ballot question in Kansas is such that it should draw out um, the Republican anti-abortion rights voters, and it's being put on the ballot at a time when the biggest other thing on the ballot is a Republican primary. So, yeah, this anti-abortion rights ballot question should pass in Kentucky, and, of course, it failed spectacularly. Um, But then the analysis we got afterwards was that, well, Kansas conservatism is a libertarian conservatism. Kansans are largely concerned with keeping government out of their personal choices, and so that pertains to business, which would put them on the right, but that also pertains to their bodies, which would put them more on the left in this particular context, libertarian conservatism. Um, Do you think, Al, in the way you just described Kentucky as socially conservative, that it's different from from Kansas in that respect? It is different from Kansas. We do have a libertarian streak of uh, leave me the hell alone, uh, Mm. as a lot of people would put it. Uh, But uh, I think uh, what really drives our conservatism is religion. Uh, various sources have uh, figured that uh, Kentucky is about the uh, 12th most religious state in terms of uh, uh, religious adherence. 
and uh, to be frank about it, we are a lesser educated state, uh, so people's uh, uh, culture and religion uh, tend to be more determinative of how they vote. Caroline, are you looking at that question in a national context as a national politics reporter covering abortion for the Washington Post or in a national red state context like some are more libertarian like Kansas and might go one way, some are more um, religiously based in their conservatism like Al was just describing Kentucky might go another way on a, on a ballot question like this? I certainly think that these are very different states, Brian. Um, when you look at the numbers, I, I, I just looked them up for for, for each of these states. So it's 40, the, the most recent polling that we have at Pew, um, the most recent Pew survey, um, it's 49% of Kansans who believe that abortion should be illegal in all or most cases. And it's 57% of Kentuckians. So, mm. you know, that's a, that's an eight point difference. That's fairly significant. Um, the one other thing that I'll say is that, um, I remember from some reporting that I did in Kansas a few years ago that there is this really interesting dynamic there um, within the Republican Party. There was a very, a pretty sizable group of Republicans who were pro-choice, um, some of whom were then moving over to the Democratic Party. And I just, you know, th that wasn't something that I had seen covering other states in the same way that I saw it in Kansas. So I do think that Kansas is potentially unique in, in, in some ways on this question. And, and that's why it will be really important to closely watch these other states with similar referendums in November. And on that point of closely watching, another political reporter covering abortion rights recently said on the show that... Kentucky is really being watched closely as kind of a red state bellwether because of this referendum. I'm curious how much that's your impression, too. I would agree with that. I mean, I think that something we've seen since the Supreme Court decision in June are several very, very red states exhibiting some hesitancy about cracking down on abortion rights. West Virginia comes to mind. I don't want to overstate this at all because this is, you know, it's a very conservative state where people are mm -hmm. largely, largely pro-life. But when it came time to pass a abortion ban in late July, their initial attempt failed because the legislators couldn't agree on whether to include exceptions for rape and incest. And there was a real... Um, a pushback to the most extreme version of this total abortion ban. Now, a version of that abortion ban has since passed um, and, you know, and, and is now in effect, there are no abortions taking place in West Virginia. But I think it's interesting and for a lot of people unexpected that these very, very red states that were thought to be, you know, just just overwhelmingly pro-life and for the most extreme versions of, of these pieces of legislation are, 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 are exhibiting some signs of trepidation. Al, where do you see the polls on abortion rights in Kentucky generally and on this ballot question so far as you know? Well, um, I cited you some uh, poll numbers without, yes. uh, or some poll results without giving yes. you numbers, and I'll just uh, uh, give you uh, these results from a poll that was taken uh, both uh, before and after the Dobbs decision, but we have to remember the Dobbs decision was leaked 
So people sort of knew what the uh, landscape was going to be. Uh, the error margin of this poll is four and a half points, uh, and uh, 40% uh, support a right to abortion if a fetus is likely to be born with serious health problems or birth defects. 28% oppose it. The rest, undecided. If a pregnancy results from rape, strong support for abortion rights, 51% to 20% oppose. If a pregnancy could harm the woman's health but is likely to cause her death, it's much closer, 34 to 29. And remember, the error margin on each of those figures is 4.5. Uh, then uh, we uh, uh, find uh, general support for uh, uh, abortion bans. Uh, if a fetus can survive outside the womb, uh, typically 24 weeks, 61% uh, uh, oppose uh, abortion and uh, uh, 11% uh, support it. Uh, and if staying pregnant could cause the woman's death, uh, uh, go back to the other side, 53% support abortion rights, only 15% oppose. An incest question was not asked here, uh, but I think uh, uh, incest is generally included in the rape statutes. So uh, you have a fairly uh, decent consensus in Kentucky that uh, uh, abortion rights should be limited to cases of uh, protecting a woman's life and uh, rape and incest. Uh, we have a, a six-week law, a heartbeat law, uh, that uh, was also uh, stayed by the lower court judge and was uh, put back into effect, but the trigger law is much more restrictive. You know, when you look at this issue uh, nationally, uh, I think even though the, the country seems to be divided into two Americas, I think the Supreme Court in 1973 pretty well divined the consensus of the country that uh, there should be abortion rights up to a point. And it comes down uh, to the question of where that point is. And with science, uh, that point has uh, become earlier uh, in pregnancy. Uh, but uh, uh, the court uh, to be frank about it, uh, uh, went too far. It was uh, uh, too much of a legislature in that decision. And that, in the end, is why the decision was overturned. Yeah. Do you think this ballot proposal is going to pass? In other words, that abortion rights I think will... it has a chance. Uh -huh. uh, it, it has a chance. You know, I've, I've spoken to Republicans who believe that uh, uh, because uh, it doesn't have the uh, uh, rape and uh, uh, incest and threat to the woman's life exceptions, that uh, uh, the amendment could very well fail. Um, the New York Times did an extrapolation and just, let me jump uh, in after for the just, Kansas vote. Just one second to clarify to our listeners who, who may not have been following the, the, uh, this from the beginning, um, if the referendum passes, that's more restrictive of abortion in Kentucky. If the if referendum it, yeah. fails, that would allow... Um, more uh, uh, more access. Uh, that's essentially right. Uh, if the referendum passes, uh, that would uh, restrict uh, uh, the uh, uh, or, or allow the legislature to put in all kinds of restrictions. Right. Uh, if it uh, failed, uh, then uh, the courts could hold sway, and we could very well have a ruling by the state supreme court after the election uh, that upholds uh, that injunction which was granted on the uh, prospect that uh, uh, the case being made by the abortion rights advocates was likely to prevail. Uh, the Supreme Court delayed arguments in the case until after the election. 
and four members or four seats on that Supreme Court are uh, up in this election. Uh, and you had uh, uh, two members, uh, or one member in particular, uh, who uh, 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 sort of uh, split the uh, uh, the issue and didn't make a, a clear ruling. Uh, she's the one who is uh, being challenged by the person who sponsored the trigger law. So uh, the referendum is sort of mixed up in uh, our nonpartisan Supreme Court races here. Al Cross is director of the Institute for Rural Journalism at the University of Kentucky and publisher of the Rural Blog and Kentucky Health News. Caroline Kitchener is a national politics reporter for the Washington Post covering abortion as an issue. Thank you both so much for joining us in our 30 Issues in 30 Days segment. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. Brian Lehrer, A Daily Politics Podcast, is an excerpt from my live daily radio show, The Brian Lehrer Show, on WNYC Radio, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, if you want to listen live at WNYC.org. Thanks for listening today. Talk to you next time.